You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. I love you. You love me. We're a happy, happy family. Good. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode eight of season four of Heart and Soul. I'm joined today by the one and only Michael Banco. You have to speak. <laughs> Speaking. <laughs> he did like a hand gesture. Say hi. Hello, everyone. Um, we are going to do another Q&A episode today. And I have not prepped Michael on the question, but I do know it. But before we get into that, what are some things that you are, what's something that you're loving and what's something that you're learning right now? Something that I'm loving and something I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, you want me to go first? Pickleball. Learning pickleball. Oh my gosh. I'm loving that account that we follow with the animal guy. Yep, yep. There's this guy who does voiceovers of animal videos and he basically speaks as if he is the animal and it's hilarious. I'll link it in the show notes. And you're learning pickleball? That's something you're learning right now? Sure. That's not an honest answer. Yeah, it is. I'm still learning. What, what else am I learning? I mean, like, what are you learning in life? Learning in life? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Probably a lot. It just depends on the moment you ask me. During the day, I feel like I learn something new every day. Okay, so moment is now. <laughs> what are you learning? <laughs> I uh, was learning this morning uh, how to set up a cap table. Cap table? Yep. What's that? Who has uh, the certain amount of equity in a company. Oh, that's, that's hot. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm I mean, I know how to set up a cap table, but... I don't even know what a cap table is. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I know where to sit on a cap table. All right, well, that's cool. Um, you want me to get into the question for today? Sure. Here it is. This was actually asked a couple weeks ago, but I sat on it, and now we're going to read it today. It is question for the newborn stage. How did you balance parenting when Wills was completely dependent on Catherine for food? How were the night shifts, and how did Michael help Catherine feel supported? You want to start with the, how did you balance parenting when he was dependent on me for food? Sure. I mean, I feel like we actually switched off right since the beginning. Yeah, we did a, we did, so I, in the beginning, the first like three months, I did half pumping and half breastfeeding. So... I would save my pump milk for um, Michael to do a bottle at night and just make bottles in, during the day in case we needed any. So that was really helpful. So he was never actually like exclusively dependent on just me to feed him, which I would recommend, but every parent has their own way of parenting and that's whatever you choose for you and your baby is right for you. Um, but that was really helpful. Because I was already overwhelmed with even not having all the feedings that it was hard for me to imagine having every single one be exclusive to me 
Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything you want to say about that? Well, I guess we didn't actually answer the question. What was the question? How did I balance it? Yeah, I guess we balanced it by Michael did take a feeding. You took one. We each did one feeding in the middle of the night. Yeah. So in the beginning. I feel like they're asking, though, how did you balance life in general? Oh. I could be wrong. I don't know. Well, that's a good way of shifting it. I think in the beginning, you're just surviving. Yeah. <laughs> like the first three months is just kind of throw everything out the window and you do what you can, but it's kind of really hard. Yeah, it's it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Uh-huh. For sure. You're just kind of hanging on those first three to four months. And then everyone says while you're in that, every pre-parent says, and we're going to say it now, that it gets better. But when you're in it, you're like, no, there's no way. Because you can't see the other side. But then there is just one day where you wake up and you're like, oh, it's better. Like suddenly all that anxiety and lack of sleep and cluelessness is dissipated well i guess lack of sleep sometimes comes and goes but right but yeah how do you feel like you've had to balance your life since becoming a parent well i think the first few months part of the reason it's so hard is you're you're grappling with like a death to self (laughs) yeah i remember telling someone like I feel like like this is obviously dramatic and after nights of no sleep but like my life is over (laughs) and that's honestly what it feels like the first few months is like everything you do is centered around the child and everything you used to do is now 100x harder to pull off yeah yeah and comes second to that. We had, there was one weekend where I think like they went over to Sven, our neighbor's house, our friends did, like two nights in a row, and we didn't make either night. Oh, yeah. Was like, that when we, we like we, got we in the car? We can't even walk down the street to hang out with friends on a weekend because like, you know, life just happens. And, and in the moment, it feels like this is how it's going to be. And then you figure out how to navigate those things. Yeah, and now I feel like we do actually have a really good balance yeah. of being out and about with friends. And then, right. But for Michael and I, it was actually, as far as like changing your life, it changes everything in your life. But we weren't really living like this, like going out, staying out late kind of lifestyle. So, like, the going to bed early thing doesn't really change us at all like leaving something early it's actually kind of a nice excuse to be like we have a baby now <laughs> go, we must be home by 7 30 mm-hmm. by the latest so yeah it does it does change completely everything and but like i said you think that there's not a way out and then all of a sudden you wake up and you're you're you feel a little bit more free and you feel a little bit more like your old self and we're i feel like i just got into that around christmas time right do you feel like you're getting back to your old self? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, since Christmas time. Yeah. Christmas. I time. mean, for the most part, I mean, it's just like, it's little things, right? Where like, I used to, you knew this, I would always like cut out early on Fridays and I would just go hang out with Troy. Yeah. And it's like, 
all of that becomes harder and it's not a, a big deal you just have to learn how to there's just new variables the more variables you add in a life the harder it is to do spontaneous things yeah yeah i would say the spontaneity's gone but now we just have to like check in like can i do this can i do that instead of just doing it Okay. Which I think we should set up some sort of more of a rhythm on that. Like even if it's like you asked to do that cycling class on Thursdays. Even if every, hey, every Thursday I'm going to do something for me. Whether it's go get wine with the ladies or a cycle class or whatever. Or just leave So then there's just a routine. Like I know, hey, Thursday night I'm planning to be home with William because Catherine's going out with the girls. Like Yeah. That way if it's like Thursday at 3.30 p.m., I know what to expect rather than if it's just the more spontaneous it is, the harder. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really old. Now. I know. <laughs> we should have like a um, dry erase board on our fridge that says like, this is what I'm doing today. <laughs> or just, hey, this is what we're doing for the week. It just, you got to plan ahead. Whereas you don't have variables in your life. You don't have to plan ahead. No, you're, you're absolutely right, Michael. Takes a sip. <laughs> Um, how do you feel like I helped you be supported and vice versa in the newborn stage? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I think it was the hardest three months of our marriage. Yeah, I agree. Because both your lives change. You know, I'm over here feeling like my life is over. <laughs> You're over there. Every time you say that, it makes me so sad. <laughs> but both people are at their worst. For, you know, the partner you lean on, it's not like you can, you just do your best. And I don't know that I would sit here and speak confidently and say we did it right. Like yeah. We survived and we got through it. And next time, I think we'll be better at it knowing what to expect now. But, like, I think it was extremely hard. Yeah. It was really, really freaking hard. And I remember we met with one of our, like, one of our couple friends who's kind of one of Michael's past mentors and asked them like, or we were just kind of saying, this is so hard. Why is this so hard? How is this? What do we do? And she was like, you don't have any milestones. So this is your first baby, which means you don't know that at three months it starts to smile or that at four months he starts to sleep better or that at... This podcast would be a lot easier if we just told everyone to get in contact with with John and Jordan. John, John and Jordan. Jordan. His name's John Jordan. <laughs> John, John and Allie. <laughs> yeah, seriously, you should. Because once she said that, I felt, she said, honestly, not that the second baby's easier, but it's like more, um, like you can grasp it better because you know what to, you know what's coming. Like you know when it gets easier. Instead of in your first baby during the newborn stage, it just feels like this deep, dark, black hole that you could never get out of. <laughs> <laughs> so, so depressing. For three months, though, I mean. Well, the, yeah, but when you're in, in hindsight, it, it feels like three months is nothing. But in the moment, it feels like that's what I mean. When you're in it, you're like, "Am I? Is this ever gonna end?" Right. But then all of a sudden, one day, and we talked about this recently. We're like, there was just like a, it was just this weird time where we were like, "Oh, it's done." Yeah. Um, I would say I felt supported by Michael in a lot of ways. He's a really, he's a really good dad, a really good teammate. Um, I felt supported in him taking a feeding in the night. I felt I feel supported still every day that he takes the morning feeds with William. 
while I coach or sleep. <laughs> um, and I feel like it's more of me supporting you because you're doing 80% of the work. Like, yeah, a lot falls not, on you're the You're not really supporting me, you're doing it all. So, like, of course, you're. <laughs> It's more than support, like you're carrying the weight on your shoulders right now. There was this moment, and I was actually talking to Justin about this recently, um, last weekend, and where I had this kind of like cool, oh, this is like great. Like we've got a really good teamwork thing going on. One night you had um, cooked dinner, and then we were eating dinner. And while you were cooking dinner, I was playing with William, and then we ate dinner and just like we always do while we're eating dinner, I start feeding William. Then I finish feeding William and I come back out and I come back out to like wash out his bottle and you're cleaning the kitchen. And I had this moment where I was like, wow, this is like a solid team. Like we're not going to be doing anything yeah, together. We're two on one though right now. Imagine if we had two or three kids. I know. <laughs> right now we're in the lead, but it was cool to be like, okay, we're all just, we're both just kind of taking our, responsibilities and not and uh rolling with it and kind of being a team team partnership than just like oh are you gonna do the dishes still even though you're feeding William like are you gonna do that after it's just like no I'll just do it now right. does that make sense yeah yeah no we're a good team yeah yeah we're a good team <laughs> um what about right now how would you how would you compare month six to month three well, it's awesome right now. I mean, I think for pretty much the rest of our lives, it's going to be ups and downs. And yeah. right now we're on an up. It's awesome and it's fun and enjoyable. And he sleeps through the night. And so. Yeah, he's so cute. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so I'll wrap up with the... This, these are going to be shorter episodes. So we're just going to do one question. But I want to wrap with... Um, like some sort of variant of the four questions that I ask ask each time, but I'm going to change it to the theme of William now. Okay, what is something you're looking forward to in 2022 in relation to being William's dad? I mean, just watching him grow every day. Like, he does something new every day. Like, yeah. seriously, like, I'm not exaggerating, and that's just, it's cool to see each and every day like yeah. a human progress. <laughs> he's becoming like a human, more and more of a human. Yeah, it's I, wild. I, I'm hoping I haven't plateaued, but you know, we just don't at our age grow nearly as fast. Like he's just soaking things up. I think we're also so like almost uh, robotic to life too that we don't realize mm -hmm. all the new things. We just are going through the motions most of the time. Okay, what is something that you're obsessing about over William right now? Like you really love about him. Uh, that was that sounded like your dad. Yeah, because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just see smiles all the time. Yeah, his smile and his laugh. Yeah, he's really sweet and cute. Okay, what is, um, what is something that you love? You've started loving about yourself since becoming a dad. So something that you love that you do as a dad. I would say probably like 
how I answered it earlier, just discipline. Yeah. Alarm goes off at six on a Sunday morning and I got to get up. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know the baby's going to be up in five minutes. And so I think just doing what I got to do, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> when maybe it's at the time what you don't feel like doing. Right. Is. And, and, and then you're happy you did it and sometimes sacrifice actually gives you more joy. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, last question is going to be, if you could leave our listeners with one little nugget of wisdom on the beginning stages of parenthood. One little truth bomb, besides sacrifice leads to more joy, which was already a really good bomb. What would it be? Uh, it would be, there are new mercies every single day. So, and every single hour, and when you become a parent, every single minute. Yes. Amen. And thank goodness. That's I all I got. I thought that was good. I hope y'all like these little short episodes. Um, and if you have any questions, feel free to email at heartandsoulpodcast at gmail.com or send me a DM at heartandsoulpodcast. And Michael, always a pleasure to sit down and talk with you. <laughs> <laughs> you as well. You want to hang out later? Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. All right, listeners. Love you. Bye. Whoa!